This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. Christoph Trapp here, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. How's everyone doing today? Another live stream. Today's episode, uh, we will talk about how to, what's the topic now? I lost it here on the screen. How to build a brand without annoying, and that's the key word, annoying sales tactics. And here's the reason this is important for um, the Business Storytelling Podcast, because it affects your brand. When you have pushy salespeople, when you have annoying salespeople, that's just as bad as annoying marketers, and we have plenty of those out there as well. It is a team sport, my friends. It is a team sport. So we have a returning guest today. We'll bring on the um, on the live stream here in a second, still hanging out in the wonderful green room. Uh, we're serving drinks. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. We're still all remote. Obviously, thanks COVID, maybe 2021 will look better. If you're watching on the, uh, if you're listening on the podcast channels, make sure you connect on LinkedIn and Twitter as well as we are live streaming these podcast episodes. They're roughly a month before they run on the podcast channel. So very interesting endeavor to hit all the different channels. That's the cope model. Create ones, publish everywhere. The returning guest today, however, one of the few and only that have returned multiple times into the lion's den here of hard-hitting questions. Uh, we had Joe Polizzi before, Jackie Clemens, Fred Faulkner, I don't know who else, uh, but it's it's just a handful of people. Kate Bradley-Churnis, she is the CEO over at Laley, an AI platform um, that's that's making some noise out there in the market. And certainly her, her team is always out there sharing things and, um, you know, being human, being snarky at times as well. So why not be human? Why do we have to be so annoying uh, when we reach out to people? Let's get her out of the green room here. I know she probably doesn't want to, but let's get her on the show. Kate, how's it going? Hey there, Christoph. I'm great. How are you? I'm going to try really hard not to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's that's hard for me as well some days. So, uh, I <laughs> to do, my husband, I mean, I'm annoying. <laughs> I, I do have the best dad jokes this side of the Mississippi, um, according to my marketing team, not my daughters necessarily. <laughs> win, but, win, 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 win. So, I mean, annoying. What are we talking about here? I mean, one example that comes to my mind, quite frankly, is I was looking for a service and I, I may have bought it, but I wasn't quite getting there. I wasn't quite ready. Mm. But they literally just called me every day. They emailed me every day. I blocked the number, quite frankly. If I ever get a job offer from that company and they have the same number, I won't get it <laughs> because you're blocked. Your salespeople screwed you over. Bye. You know, email me uh, from a different uh, from your Gmail. So it comes through. Um, but but what else? What do we have? Uh, what, what are you seeing out there when it comes to um, the masters of being annoying without naming names, of course? Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting line, right? The, the difference between persistence and annoyance. And certainly, I mean, commercials are annoying. That It's been that way for a long time on TV and radio, right? Which is why those formats are sadly, at least radio anyway, sad to me, going the way of the dinosaur because people don't 
don't want to be annoying. In fact, so get this, I used to work in radio, Christoph, in a very specific format where we used to have long meetings on how to make our commercials good to listen to, like turn up as opposed to turn off, like as an art and celebrated the theater of the mind and all that. Nobody does that anymore, of course. Um, but it was interesting to be among people who thought of the whole experience um, in that case as something enjoyable that the listener would, would really like, right? So why isn't that the way people think about selling um, now, right? So marketing, customer service, all those things, they have a specific dial or a persona or a voice. But then oftentimes, my experience is that sales, it's kind of out on its own, like kind of cowboy with a different um, MO, um, maybe more licensed to be, I guess, annoying, as we're saying. But they don't really speak in the same voice. And, you know, that's something that we decided to do a long time ago. In fact, I think I mentioned this to you privately once, but our we we typically brought on salespeople like we're supposed to. We're a young SaaS company and everyone says, oh, you got to have these guys on, these hired guns, know all these things, with this big cachet and network. These guys would, would come on. They really couldn't get anything going. They were stuck from the beginning. And then my customer sales person, Lauren, would outsell them three to one because she just talked to people, <laughs> right? That's without the idea. Being, without being annoying. Without being annoying, yeah. And that's, you know, it's hard to be, it's hard to crush somebody's um, enthusiasm, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I get it. You know, we've certainly have had, once in a while, someone will tell me that someone on my team is being annoying. And it's usually because I put them up to it. I said, don't dog these people or something like that. But it's very rare. Um, and even now, so, so get this, um, we've seen that. And we do all, everything versus in DM, right? So we talk to people on social, we move them to a DM, mm -hmm. yada, yada. And it used to be that we could have two or three touches. Hey, how are you? Where do you live? Like that kind of thing. And then move into some kind of sales talk. And now it's like seven to eight conversations before we can even get to the sales, right? Because everyone's hackles are up on being annoyed, right? Every, it's very true. And just really quickly, we got lots of people waving at us here on LinkedIn, uh, Lauren, um, I don't know where she is, but uh, Katty, Katie, waving from Vancouver, Trondheim, Norway. Um, thanks for tuning in, Morton, I guess. Uh, San Francisco, Ankit, thanks for joining as well. That's always great to see everybody waving at us, so we better wave back, I right? Agree. That's the friendly thing to do. We don't hug anymore, <laughs> as you know. Um, that's uh. good for me. I'm an introvert anyways. I never... Oh. <laughs> Honestly, if if we don't have to shake hands ever again with people out in public, I would. It's fine by me. Fist it, bump or just wave. Uh -huh. I, you know, I actually do miss that. And I, by the way, on the on the annoying thing, so I am a hugger, Christoph, and I would force people who <laughs> don't like to hug to hug me and make them like it. Eventually, <laughs> you can uh, ask my former engineers. <laughs> well, but, um, but but now it's. I mean, good luck. You, you're not getting near me because we don't leave the house me. anymore. Um, so, okay, but let's talk about those touches. And I, I'll, I'll use this example. Back sure. in the day, and people still say this today, you have to use images with your articles. The engagement goes up. The engagement wow. goes up. And it's true. It does. But then what everybody did, not everybody, not the good ones, but the crappy ones or the <laughs> not so good ones. I don't want to offend anybody. They would say they would use images, but they would use crappy stock images like 
the same blonde woman. Do I have to look at that lady? I mean, she's pretty, but do I have to look at her one more time <laughs> on somebody's homepage? No, right? What's the point? So, so people took that to the extreme, like I think some people are pr prone to do. Now, what you just said, now it takes all these touches. I used to call somebody once. You know, I can sell something. I call somebody twice. Now it's eight touches. I even saw, seen the studies where it says 33 touches. Mm, so are yeah. people now, because they have to hit that many numbers, they, you know, it's a numbers game. So are they artificially just trying to get there and say, well, if it takes me eight touches, I'm going to hammer you until you give up. Well, so the, there's a difference between when I say touch versus just like actual awareness. So mm -hmm. um, so what what you're talking about is totally happening. I mean, I feel it all the time. And that relates back to uh, my radio days. I, I don't know if people know, but I used to be a rock and roll DJ. So my last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM. So I know a lot about radio. Um, and I worked in terrestrial radio as well in the in the U.S., and in radio, um, we used to play you a song, one song, 300 times a week in hopes that you would hear it once, right? So really pelting you because the chances of you turning on the dial, you know, I mean, there's those diehard listeners that would always call me like, I've already heard this song seven times this week. You're annoying me. Um, but then there was the old marketing adage, right, that um, was you had to hear or see or read an ad seven times for it to start to sink in, which is why commercials you know, happen over and over again. But what we're seeing now, and by touch, we mean literally just having a conversation, not a sell at all. So literally, hey, Christoph, saw that you liked Kate's link on AI. Great to meet you. And then you pile in and say, oh, hey, Kate, nice to meet you too. And then I have to say, hey, Christoph, that's awesome. I saw your picture of, uh, I don't know, some football jersey back there. That looks super cool on your thing. Where is that? You know, so this is the touch we mean. You have to have some kind of conversational exchange not about sales at all before we can even remotely think about getting into a sell so it's a very it's a long cycle it's a long tail it's an interesting comment so here we have chris uh, on linkedin i'm introverted and i miss the hugs good for him maybe he's <laughs> maybe he is one of the the people you um, bullied into uh loving to be touched um anyway <laughs> ha 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 just a joke don't, just a joke relax everyone don't send me the hate mail the digital lynch mob, <laughs> we don't need it. So what's interesting about that statement though, so yes, you sent me an email, you know, ask how things are going, whatever, that's nice, I don't, I don't mind it. But then sometimes I get on a call and from my perspective, the only reason is to figure out, do I like their product, do I, whatever, right? Like, like on this show, I mean, we did chit chat a little bit early on, but had it gone much longer, I would have been like, hey, we gotta go, we gotta go, we're out of time. We're not gonna have enough time to give the, the people the stuff they wanna listen to, you know? And right. so there's a fine line between annoyance. I mean, I think most people can agree that the constant pestering me, the constant cold cold calls are, we'll get to cold calls in a minute. I got one the other day from the Small Business Association. I don't even know if it's them. Could be a scammer. Like, how do I, how do I, I mean, cold call or not, how do I know that it's even, you know, legit to begin with? But anyway, but sometimes when people just do chit chat and small talk, like, I don't want to talk to you. I mean, not you, but, you know, that person. I don't want to talk to you about the crap my kids said today while I'm trying to do a live streams because they're all at home, you know, being homeschooled thanks to COVID. I don't want to talk to them about that I gained 10 pounds. I don't want to talk to them about what's the goal. I'll give you an example. It's kind of interesting. So this is a fitness trainer on Instagram. I don't even know her name uh, without looking it up. I actually, I think fantastic content. 
and like I even steal exercises and everything. And I want to say it was annoying, but I didn't have the time to have a conversation with her. So I voted in her poll and then she immediately messaged me. Maybe it's automated, maybe not, but it's a touch, right? And she said, and the question was, do you struggle more with working out or, or uh, nutrition? And I voted nutrition. I go to the gym all the time, but it's hard to keep the calories down, right? Sure. And then she started asking me questions. And I'm like, I mean, I really didn't vote in your poll so we could have a discussion about why I'm overweight. Please keep posting pictures of workouts. <laughs> so we have well, that too. Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple things you're talking, um, and I'm making notes, by the way, um, that you're touching on. One is the ability to read the room. So let's talk about that in a second. And um, another is the channel that you're on, right? So there's a different way to handle chit chat or small talk on the phone versus on email versus a DM and LinkedIn, right? They're all different. And some is tolerated tolerated more than others, right? So you can't really chit chat on an email. I'm not going to do seven email exchanges with you. You're not going to stand for that. And on the phone, it's the same way. I mean, we, you're, I'm wasting your time. You've, you've got me on, the, I've got you on the phone. That's a whole, you know, kind of a huge fish right there. And um, I think that the combination to read the room and understanding the channels is something that most people miss. Today, for example, I was on the phone with the bank. And while I was on the phone, I was waiting for another call from a company that I said, call me back. You know, you do that automated thing. And I didn't know what number was going to come from. So normally I, I never answer the phone of a number I don't know. And so these two numbers came in. I thought it might be this call I'm waiting for. I put the blank on hold and I'm like, hi, this is Kate. And the guy, first guy says, oh, hi, Ka uh, Katie. <laughs> and I'm like, beep, <laughs> hang up, right? Because I knew right away. And then um, the second one, the woman, she didn't even wait for me to say hi. She just started writing on her pitch and I just hung up also. But it was interesting to me because this is how... De they sound desperate. I get it. Everybody wants to make a sale. Um, but it's so, I don't know how to say this. I feel like I'm really brutal, Christoph, because I receive so much. And I'm worried about my karma a little bit because, <laughs> of course, I'm selling too. <laughs> but we don't make any cold calls at lately because we hate them so much, right? So I don't, I don't ever want to torture anybody the way that I feel tortured and frankly just um what's the word I feel like invaded you know what I mean I mean I do I do know what you mean but the problem is that cold calls work and I remember there was a phone company way back in the day uh the CMO couldn't even go to dinner parties because people would say hey where do you work and he would say at this <laughs> dinner at this uh phone company and people would say oh, are they going to call us over dinner? Because they always call over dinner, right? This is in the days of when you had the phone in the kitchen and not in your pocket necessarily or on your wrist. Um, and he says, well, I know, I hear you. We get that feedback a lot. And they would, he would say, and they would say, well, why would you do it then? And he goes, because we call everybody. And guess what? 1% of people sign up. We make a lot of money. <laughs> well, so that's what I want to know. And, and my friend, Justin Michael, I know would take us to task on this, but like, do they still work? I don't, I haven't never received a cold call that works oh, personally. Me neither. So I don't know. I mean, it might before when that was the only way to get anybody. And also we were so trusting 
you have to, you used to have to answer the phone. <laughs> right. Isn't that hilarious? Like I watched yeah. somebody on a TV show answer the phone. I'm like, you don't have to pick that up, but they do. There was this feeling that you had to answer it. Right. Or like the doorbell, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I think though that the ability to read the room is the really big one because that lets you know how much small talk you need to have um, and how much people are willing to tolerate because you can, really gauge their um, reactions. I mean, this is why a Zoom call is, or even in person, obviously, is so valuable because I can see what you're looking at or not looking at. But there's ways to get those cues inside a text or a DM, or even if you happen to be on the phone, um, you can tell when someone's interested or not. Um, And I'm not sure if that can be taught particularly, but it is a gut thing. And that's what separates, um, you know, some of us from, from the rest. The thing though, that people are, the, the reason that doesn't work, by the way, is tr- it's all about trust, right? So this is what this whole conversation is about. If you in any way m- make my trust um, weak, weaken it in any way, then the conversation is over. Um, and so that's why you either have to have the multiple touches or know what the decorum is for, you know, whatever the medium is. But that trust factor is the thing that's going to make you end up buying anyways, but also like me and want to talk to me more, want to share more. Um, It's not about sharing what cereal you ate for breakfast because I care about that. I don't care about that, (laughs) right? The questions that I'm specifically asking or the chit chat that I'm specifically making with you for me always has an end. And I don't pretend that you don't know it. That's the other thing. Like there's no reason for me or you to pretend that I don't want your money. I do. Like, so let's just take that out. You know, I think that's the number one way to eliminate the stress. Um, and you can do it in a way, not the stress, but the, uh, the, the lack of trust. You can do that in a way that's, that's um, forthright, cuts through the noise, um, but also makes somebody respect you. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just thinking about Marnie Glore's comments. So I gave her a shout out here on LinkedIn. She was on the show and she talked about, it was slightly a different topic, but she mentioned that companies that don't treat job applicants well, especially large companies, they can lose customers. So they actually had a CMO. I don't remember who the company was, um, but the company went out and they looked at people that had applied and had interviewed are they customers and did they stay with being a customer? And a lot of them, like 20%, um, you know, stopped working with that company. And so they ask them why. And they say, well, because your experience was horrible. You didn't even uh-huh. let me know. Like I came in, I had a four-hour interview. You know how they go, four-hour interview, presentation, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And um, they basically stopped being customers because of that experience. So I, I wonder, like, first of all, the, the example I gave, they're no longer in business. Right. And um, wow. I mean, it's certainly like, yes, you can make a money grab, but long term, it can hurt you and it probably will hurt you. I mean, I'm thinking of some brands locally. I will not give them my money over my dead body. I will (laughs) drive out of town to go to another city to buy the exact same thing because I don't want to pay them because of all the negative experiences I've had. Yeah, I mean, we we think about this um, internally a lot, right? So I'm a big believer that the walk that the talk that you talk and the walk that you walk has to happen. How you treat your um, staff, right? How you treat your customers in marketing, and then how you treat them once you have the customer. So all those three things have to be the same mo, right? The trust factor, 
the authenticity is a big one, obviously. Um, the knowing what the medium is. For us, we're we're really into um, that human element. And, you know, I, I can tell you what, Christopher, I, I'm, I'm superior at giving a hug through Zoom, right? <laughs> I learned how to do that. <laughs> My team has learned to do that. Chris, Chris Bro is amazing at that specifically. Um, and we did that because we, we want our customers to feel as though we're all in this together because we are. We're a little company and we need you, right? Um, that's the only way we're going to survive. We understood that a long time ago. But we also learned that treating a smaller customer like it's an enterprise customer because we serve both has really behooved us as well. And this is, again, back to that trust um, factor, right? So by having those, let's just say, seven DMs and LinkedIn with you, learning something more about you, um, now I'm getting to know you. Now you're trusting me. Now I'm actually invested in your success, Right. And that's really the most important thing. And so we found that we're able to make customers into evangelists by investing that time in them. It's not bullshit, right? It's not, it's not fluff. It's not about what cereal you ate. It's, there's a very clear objective here. Um, and it's to make you sell another 30 people for me, right? That's what the, happens. The other thing I just thought about, this is not sponsored by, uh, by any means uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, I tried the Crystal Nose uh, plugin. I don't know if you've tried that before, but Crystal knows you. Have you heard of this? No, tell me. So basically, what you do is it's a plugin, and there's a fee, of course, but it's not like not that expensive, and it tells you who the people are when you uh, when you look them up. So Tim Ash, I think it was Tim Ash, uh, maybe maybe it was. Oh yeah, it was Tim Ash. He was on the show. And he says, oh, you're just like Crystal Nose predicted. And I'm like, what, what the heck is Crystal Nose? <laughs> so every time he goes to somebody's profile, Crystal Nose pulls up a sidebar and tells you based on the language they use in their profile, ah. based on the jobs. I don't know what they all use, obviously. but And it tells you. And it's pretty accurate. Like for every person that I've used it on, uh, and I like 10 free or 15 free tries or something, pretty accurate. And so I can, you know... Uh, talk to them differently so when people look at that um, it even tells you don't go to this person and waste their time with silly uh. chit chat now of course you know you and i might have different definitions of what silly chit chat is or where that sure. line gets crossed um, but it gives you an idea right like you just come in and go awesome let's go ready to roll boom how long <laughs> do we want to go an hour yes so you know it's very helpful to understand that and then you have some people i mean i've actually had people before where I would do that, I would just be like, oh, we only got like 30 minutes. Let's go, right? And they would literally sigh and go, oh, there's no friendliness or, you know, something oh, like that. Really? So, and I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> big baby. But okay. you know what I mean? So, like, yes, it's... Because we are get it done people. Right, exactly. And some people need the kid gloves and some people don't. Um, you know, I wonder, Christoph, if like, can this really be taught? I, I don't actually know. I mean, I think that your gut has to be just such a major part of this. Um, the other thing that I will say is I find that if I let people know what my MO is and I do it either with humor or, you know, some kind of, uh, some kind of, um, what I'm trying disarming kind of method that it lets us cut to the chase much, much faster. Right. And they might not, if maybe they were like a sensitive, Oh, I need a warm up person. But if I let them know how I am, um, then they're willing to take the ride with me, right? So I think that's something that 
Um, and and I, you can do that by like, I'll say in a DM, I might say like, you know, Hey, I know this is kind of brutal. Sorry to jump the shark, but let's, let's cut to the chase. Cause th- today's a crazy day. And you know, Thanksgiving or something like that, some kind of way. And with a smiley face <laughs> to 86, the bitch out of the, the vibe, you know? Um, and then I find that they can be more receptive to just moving along with me. Um, and it's, it's interesting, like that temperature take, I wonder, here's what I'm really interested in. I was talking to someone who's a college professor and they're doing some classes on zoom and some classes in, in the actual classroom with like only a handful of people. Now, the problem is the students are so far away from him, either on in person or on zoom that he can't see their reactions or they've got their masks on. And so he's not sure if his lesson is boring (laughs) or, or not. Right. So, so what I'm, what I'm interested in is in this COVID arena, especially with the masks and the no smiles, right? Are we going to be able to develop heightened awareness, better awareness that's not always, you know, visual and be able to dial into what these social cues are, um, you know, in some, some new, new ways that we haven't really figured out yet. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the whole not smiling thing is fine for me because this is my thinking, my resting thinking phase. You got and, resting face. <laughs> you, you know, resting thinking face. And people always go, what's the matter? Why are you so, you know, why are you not smiling? And I'm like, I'm because I'm thinking. And you said that. something really smart. Um, but I hear you, the masks, we're not, this is not political, guys. This is, the masks are a problem to communication because first of all, I can't see anybody smile. The other day I was walking outside yeah. and I put on a mask because there's all the kids walking around and, and I, you know, it was me wearing sunglasses and a mask. And I said, well, I, nobody can see me smiling. And I am. And somebody goes, well, just smile with your eyes. I'm like, dude, I got sunglasses on. You can't see my <laughs> eyes either. Like, well, and sure. then, you know, put in AirPods and I, it's like, can't see nothing, do nothing, know nothing. But I mean, it is. And then the other thing I found wave. every time I go, you wave, right? Or you go, you know, whatever. But yeah. you know, the other day I went somewhere to some, I think maybe I took one of the cars in and they kept talking to me and I'm like, I like I really can't hear you. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Because you, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not. I think you read uh, the lips a little bit and you see the gestures, sure. and all that goes away wearing a mask. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's imagine if you were a person who was deaf, right, with a hearing disability. That must be really challenging. Um, yeah, I think like, I'm, and I'm curious. I'd love to talk to more of more of my sales animal friends to see what they're thinking about this. But again, all of this comes down to trust. So what the mask does is it makes all of us untrustworthy. Everybody's looks like, you know, a little creepy, right? Um, that That's the thing. And so, you know, I'm constantly thinking about just getting back to what's annoying, right? And how to not be annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that the best way to not be annoying is to find the common ground, right? And then you read the room and understand if it's a quick move on, how's the weather, you're sunny, awesome, cool, let's go. Or if somebody, sometimes people do like need to express a little more of their day to day or something emotional that's going on with them. And you have to hear it. You have to just sit there and absorb it. I've learned this with my staff, by the way, like I am not a chit chat person, believe it or not. Um, even though I can't stop talking here. (laughs) Um, But I've learned that when we have a staff meeting to go, you know, let everybody say their deal. Hey, how's how's your kid doing today? What's happening in your town? We talk COVID stuff a little bit. This is important. It lets, it levels the playing field. It sets the stage of care, 
right? Carefulness, caring, um, and trust. Again, back to trust. Um, and I found that difficult for me. Like I'm sitting there and people are telling me their stories of the day and I'm like literally looking at the clock being like, okay, we got to move on with this meeting, but I just have to be like, okay, okay. Now how about you? (laughs) Right. And and the difference is by the way. So, so with my team, like I, I often have to ask my team not to take a paycheck because we're a startup and we're raising money and there's all kinds of strange factors. And I, this is called internal marketing, by the way, there's a name for this, everybody. <laughs> um, so, and it, it's something I don't do by accident, but I, and I do it cause I genuinely like these people, but I do it also cause I'm going to need something from them and I need to be able to know I'm going to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just going to type this in here quick. Um, on Sunday, inter- we actually have an episode launching with Trent Anderson and Trent is um, over at prewrite.com. Um, the podcast episode launches on Sunday. Um, if you're watching on the live stream, if you're listening on the podcast channel, you got to go back uh, episode <laughs> 250, roughly. Um, but we talked about internal communications on that podcast, and it kind of touches touches on some of those things on what you just mentioned. How do you communicate? How do you know what uh, you know? How people want to communicate? So, for example. I don't want to share anything personal, like ever. Like, don't ask me, you know, <laughs> don't ask me, whatever. Like, no. But that was my default many years ago. But I realized today that, uh, you know, you have to know something about each other when you're on a team. Um, and, and, and you kind of have to move forward together because, I mean, I've had meetings before and I'm like, what is wrong with that person? Their performance is tanking. That meeting was horrible. And then you leave and you find out something really terrible has happened, that happened. like 30 minutes ago, right? And um, so, so that is actually why it's important. Not that you have to share all the terrible things in a the staff compassion. meeting, you know, necessarily. But you have to, um, the, the whole thing when people say, well, leave the, leave the personal stuff at mm-hmm. the door. It doesn't work. Plus now the door is, there's no door. Like personal is right over there. Professional is right here. <laughs> It's like two steps, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the compassion is everything, right? And, it, and again, like that's about trust and likability. And what I found there as well is that, um, so we've been a di- dispersed team from the beginning. I've been working home for, from home for almost 15 years now, which I prefer because I don't like the, I don't like the water cooler. I, when I eat lunch, I stand up at the fridge downstairs and, you know, mow down in two minutes. My husband's like, why don't you relax? I'm like, I don't have time for that. Um, and that's how I am when I've had to be in an office before. I hate it when people come over to my desk. I hate it because it takes me that much longer to spin back up, you know, whatever I was doing. But when you have a Slack channel and you have a Zoom call with your team um, and you have social, like I, for every employee that we have, I'm friends with all of them on all of their social channels. So I can be, have that compassion without spending a lot of time on it. So I'm very clear, you know, when someone's having a bad day or when someone's posting a photo about their, their father who may have passed away you know, several years ago and is, is, you know, celebrating mm-hmm. their his birthday like that's important for me to know if that's a day in in a life of of someone on my sales team that's going to inform me you know about how they're doing that day um and i've found that it gels us right so again this internal and external walk the walk talk the talk we bleed that authenticity that carefulness out to how we approach our customers before there are customers and after the customers. And um, just to, just in case people think this is BS, just really quick, we've grown doing with this method only, 
I've grown my sales 167% in nine months. And I don't do any cold calls or cold emails. <laughs> right? So no annoying is the way. Um, and we have customers that every literally happened already twice a day. Every day we'll just randomly say something on social awesome about us, evangelizing us, right? And it's not by accident. It's because we are very careful to um, do all the things that you, know, you and I have talked about today, right? Just be human. So, of course, one reason um, some people are annoying because they want to wanted to lead to customers, but and you know, being friendly and being helpful and being nice and not so pushy certainly, uh, I can buy into that. Um, but do do you do that with everybody? I mean, what about? I mean, I've had people before they reach out to me, and I know they're qualifying me whether I'm a good <laughs> lead or whatever. And but how do they know I'm a good lead? I mean, it's like you know, I mean, there's all kinds of different projects. I was talking to one company, and I'm like. Nope, that's not really a fit for me, but it is definitely a fit for this one client. I never even got the follow-up. Like there was no follow-up. Why? Because I'm not personally buying, but my client mm. might buy it, right? So how do you make that distinction? I mean, do you just have to be not annoying to everybody or is it just, uh, <laughs> you, you know? Uh, you... <laughs> I think that's a good policy. <laughs> like you don't want to be annoying to anybody, hopefully. Right. Persistence and annoying, fine line, you know? Um, but I mean, so so we... You know, people have been telling me I'm doing this wrong for years now, Christoph, and I keep You've saying. You've done doing what wrong? Um, the way we do sales, right? Okay. Um, and so we use our we use AI to broadcast messages, and the messages are pre-tested to be known what's going to re- sorry to know what what's going to resonate with our customers. So I don't do any cold calls or emails and no paid ads because I rely on the organic marketing of my AI. And I got this tip from Gary V, by the way. Um, so the AI publishes messages that it knows is going to resonate. And then we look for companies or, or people who like and comment and share on our content. By liking, comment, or sharing, we consider them a warm lead because they are, right? They know us now. And that's where we can start to have those conversations we were talking about earlier on social, it's already, this is the medium. Thank you so much. Right. The medium on social is already get to know your chit chat. So we know that, right. It makes it very easy to then move it into a DM. Once you're in a DM, everybody knows there's a sale happening there. Right. So you can be a little more kind of direct, but even then we're young enough where, and we're very sincere. We often, um, and we I'll talk about the qualifying here because we do a lot of that as well. But we often really want people's opinions of different walks of life. And that's actually the goal um, of, of us getting them on a call is to just to show and tell and see what they think. But we also have a 98% sales conversion from demo to sit from trial to sale. Um, and the reason is, is because everybody's warm already, right? So it's just a different way of thinking um, to 80 and, and it's a long tail way of thinking like I'm my goal is to put a lot of effort, manual effort, human effort into making every customer an evangelist so that customer can go get 30 sales for me on because just by being excited and stoked. Right. By falling in love with me. Um, that's paying off for me now. I'm not saying it's the way for everybody, but I'm doing this because that's what I learned in radio. I know it works. Right. Um, I was going to talk about the 
the qualifications, which I forgot there. So let me get back to that. So the way we qualify people is number one, by that liking, sharing, or commenting. So they're interested in us, number one. But then behind the scenes, we have interns and us as well. We have key um, criteria that each customer has to meet, or we DQ them and we do cue them hard. And that's a really hard thing to do as a small business. Because I mean, all we we're living and breathing on, we need money to grow, right? Um, but the criteria are very strict. And I have to say the pride that my team takes now, especially in disqualifying as opposed to forcing a sale and being annoying for a customer that's not a good fit. I love, I love it. When someone puts in a, in our Slack channel, two DQs today, I'm like, great job, you know? But they were not annoying to them at the very least. Um, that's so- right. The, you know, and uh, I mean, it, it's not any more energy to be nice, honestly, than to be, uh, you know, rude to begin with. Um, that's always my philosophy. Very interesting discussion. So we already covered um, how not to be boring. That was the last episode uh, a few months ago. People can <laughs> check that out. Now we have covered how not to be annoying. Uh, we'll see what the future holds. I'm sure um, we'll have you back on the show one of these days. Uh, of course, um, I am considering myself a warm lead. I have shared the content before. Lately, A.I. Kately, that's uh, definitely a wordplay there, kind of hard to spell, but uh, I like it. Fantastic. Kate, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your insights. Um, always, always good to talk with you. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Hello. Hi. Are you still there? I have a special offer for you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My going live book is now available on Amazon.com. And if you're in the United States, I'm happy to send you a signed copy, which you can order at paypal.me forward slash C-T-R-A-P-P-E, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. Thanks for your interest. If you're not in the United States, I can't send you a signed copy, but of course you can order on amazon.com.